1: Welcome to How to Cope. Every episode, writer Becky Howard—that's me—and my friend psychotherapist Lucy Clyde will be talking about how we can look after our mental health during the coronavirus crisis and beyond. Because whatever type of pandemic you're having, it's hard on all of us. So let's try and get through it the best way we can by talking. Good morning. How are you
3: today? Oh, I'm bright and breezy. Are you now? I'm yeah. surprised to hear that. <laughs> I thought what you might be <laughs> I thought you might be I well, okay. I'm 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 s i am i am i am i am I have a very, very, very large cup of coffee here because um I had something of a late night last night, as did you.
1: Yes, we did. Because you we, were there. I was there. Because, <laughs> uh, Yeah, of course. Um so yeah, we did we we met up in a legal way, didn't we? Mm. We, we weren't mm-hmm. breaking any any Mm-mm. COVID laws. No, no, um, so some friends and us were meeting up last night sitting outside yeah um which is what we do now in the depths of winter (laughs) it was
3: it was was, i think minus one last night was it yeah we were out there in minus one God, the, yeah. the lengths we'll go to. Such is the desperation. To speak to
1: people and to socialise <laughs> is amazing, isn't Talk it? For other
3: human beings. Yeah, uh, and there was a fire. We should say there was a there was a fire pit. It yeah. was in somebody's garden, there was a fire pit.
1: One of the very surprising and uh, side effects of sitting outside around a fire pit for hours no. is you
3: smell absolutely disgusting oh, at the end so of the night. Bad. Like a kipper, you've been smoked like a kipper, and it's not a nice odor. It's not a nice aroma to come home with. It's horrific, and no, you know, it doesn't make people want to hug you at all. It was <laughs> weirdly reminiscent of the days before the
1: smoking ban, where you would come back on the tube late at night and suddenly be able to smell your own coat or your own, oh. and be like, oh! you know," yeah. because it would be so pungent, and you yeah, uh, so uh, pungent. that thing of not noticing it when you were there. Um. And last night, I I certainly didn't think I smelt, but
3: I did. Oh, but we did. Hello. (gasps) Hello. We have, we have, our guest has arrived. She is Scarlett Douglas. Hello, Scarlett. Hi. How lovely to see you.
1: And you. We were just chatting about the fact we'd been out last night for the first time in ages. Um, But
3: obviously we're sitting outside. How was it? (laughs) Lovely. Oh. Oh, it was so nice. But you know what? Last night it was minus one. In December, it's a you know a very 2020 night out. I think. Yeah, definitely. but where are you, Scarlett? Where are you? Um, I'm currently in Malaga in Spain. Where it is not minus one.
0: It's not at all. No, I think it's 18 degrees today. <gasps> wow. <laughs> so I do feel really bad. It does go cold in the evenings, but it definitely does not go to minus one. No. Know, but you know, we're we're you know, hardy,
1: hardy Brits. We'll we'll sit outside as long as we need to. Um, I hadn't even been able to get around to introducing you yet, but with us today, we have Scarlett Douglas, um, presenter and actor, but I guess mainly presenter, uh, mainly known for A Place in the Sun. Yes,
0: that's correct. Um, I've been doing it for nearly five and a half years now, which has gone (gasps) quickly. Wow, yeah, I can't. But I, I have to say, I feel really lucky to be doing the show, especially during this current climate. Um, Absolutely, so yeah, it's been it's been a real blessing, I have to say. Yeah.
1: So, how long um, have you been out there r- right now? How are you? So, you're filming right now. How long has it been going on? Yes, I have actually been
0: out since September the sixth. Um, I flew out on the Sunday, and I've been filming a place in the sun. I have a brand new property show as well now called My Dream Derelict Homes in the Sun. Um, and I've been filming both of those back to back since oh. September, so it's that oh, <laughs> it's oh. a bit long, but again, the fact that I can even travel, let alone work during this time is like I just didn't ever imagine that I'd be able to do this, so it's amazing, it's incredible, and I'm really happy. This is definitely what we wanna ask you about um because every
1: everyone has been on a roller coaster ride, haven't they this yeah. year.
0: In multiple
3: different ways. We're calling it the Corona Coaster over here. Oh, I like (laughs) that. So So we would, yeah, your Corona Coaster, yeah.
1: Your Corona Coaster journey. Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously, sort of thinking back to to pre-COVID, your year would have been, I guess, like most others. You know, you were busy, you were doing lots of different things. Um, What were you hoping before everything hit that your year would look like? Was it a mixture of place in the sun and other things? What was what was it shaping up?
0: Yeah, so I always, at the end of every year on New Year's Eve, I set myself goals to accomplish by the end of the following year. So I had a list of things that I wanted. I wanted to find love. Um, I wanted a new show, um, preferably primetime. And I wanted to be on the radio. So those are my three things. And I've actually ticked all three of them. What's what? Amazing. Wow, how have you managed that this year? That's amazing. I, I have no idea. Um, before we went into lockdown, so my partner, we've known each other for about 12 years. We did a musical together years ago, the Michael Jackson musical. Um, oh. And we always kind of liked each other. But at the time I had a boyfriend and then he had a girlfriend. It just never worked out timing wise. And then we met up again towards the end of last year. He was performing at a gig and I just saw him. I was like, hey, I haven't seen you in years. How's it going? And then literally that was it. And he had a girlfriend at the time. And then at the start of this year, I think it was around February, I went to another gig that he was performing at and we started talking and we stayed in touch. And then kind of March time, April time, we ended up getting together and then we pretty much were together throughout the whole of lockdown. Um, and during, during lockdown, sorry, go on Becky. Yeah, no, that, no, I'm really
1: intrigued by that because the whole lockdown thing just threw relationships into a whole new light. So whether yeah, you were with yeah. a partner for a long, long, long time or whether you were just starting out new, something, it changed everything. So how did you guys manage to start a relationship under those circumstances? Did you kind of bubble together? What happened?
0: We, did. we bubbled together. So my um, best friend has a property um, that he was pretty much leaving empty because he was going to his family home. Uh, nice. someone to house it so I was like well I'll do it so I house sat there and then um, Lindrick came with me and and we house sat the house for I think what two months three months what um, a test
3: of a new was. relationship
0: I'm not gonna lie I've got quite a few greys now ladies <laughs> 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 He has too. Um, but <laughs> it was it was very testing, but we've both grown so much, and I'm quite glad that we got thrown in like that because I think we've seen each other at our worst mm-hmm. now, um, and it can only really get better from that point onwards. So we were together literally 24 uh, seven. Wow. But it it really worked. And I think because I come from musical theatre mainly, that's been my background, we're always all thrown in together, you know, rehearsing rehearsing all day, every day. You do a tech, you're in the whole day. So relationships normally happen in those situations anyway, and they go so quickly um, when you are in that bubble that, well, I guess a week feels like a month and Mm. et cetera, et cetera. So we went through a lot. And we got through a lot, but we've come out of it the other side fantastically. And yeah, we're still together. So that was a great tip. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: massive congratulations. That is that is really heartwarming, actually. That's a nice COVID story, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Um,
1: so, so you know, you, you've started your relationship. You're, you're in this house with your new partner. What had happened to your work um,
0: when everything locked down? So obviously most of my work is presenting and it's all presenting abroad. I'm filming A Place in the Sun. I'm always away, so we couldn't travel anywhere. So I was locked down. Um, Luckily, I do voiceovers, so I could record voiceovers from home. So that was kind of the only thing, bringing in money. So I just decided what I would do just to keep myself busy and sane, because I don't like to stop, I'm always doing something, is I created a little Instagram series, an IGTV series called in quarantine with dot 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 and I interviewed lots of friends um on different things so it might be how to get into voiceovers how to get into comedy how to get into presenting um and then it kind of evolved and I would do three a week I think it probably went on for maybe eight weeks and it was great. And and I had loads of fantastic responses and people saying, oh, this is really helping me get through it. I'm looking forward to seeing what's on next week. And I had my friend who's um, a cocktail maker, like the rum ambassador. So he was making a cocktail with me. People that. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. So we had a really good variety. So that kind of kept me going. Um, so to speak in terms of just doing something so but having
3: having a sense of purpose and connection absolutely. that you would normally have got through work because I know that I know that for a lot of people working in your industry um, I had a number of conversations with people about this over the, uh, at the time and I know that people were very 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 frightened and worried and it was very hard I think in the early stages to visualize how a job like yours and work like yours carries on with this 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 virus threat Mm. and I was wondering I mean it sounds like you've had from what you said it sounds already like a very intense lockdown experience and I'm wondering you know were you scared were you worried
0: um do you know I have the kind of philosophy of you can't worry about something that you don't know okay what's going to happen so I could have worried and I could have thought I'm never going to get any work back Mm. or I could have being a bit more positive I like to always try to see the positive out of something and Mm -hmm. for me it was very much you know the first part of lockdown I actually get to spend time with my mum and dad both at home you know I stayed with them initially and I actually get to spend time with my now partner and I get to do something that I want to do or I get to rest and switch off and sometimes we need situations like this for us to work out exactly what's important and what we do need to do moving forward because if this is the new norm now how can we adapt how can we make what we do still feasible or still work in this sort of pandemic or climate or whatever it is that we're now living in um so I think as opposed to worrying that oh my god what if I don't get any more work what if I don't get any more work it was more okay so maybe this year is the year that I pause and I take a breath I take a moment and I use it to reflect and see how far I've come from that day that I said oh I want to be a TV presenter to where I am now um mm. and I think for me, that helps me stay positive. If I start to think okay. negatively, if I start to worry and panic and whatnot, then I know for a fact I'm not going to get into get through something and I'll be quite okay. down and depressed and heavy and I don't ever want to be that person, you know? Yeah.
1: I, think it, I think there was that element of being able to draw a bit of comfort, wasn't there, from the fact that every single person was going through a difficulty yes. with this. Nobody, I don't think, got off scot-free in terms of uh, of having no worries around COVID, whether that was, you know, worry for family or worry for your career or worry for, you know, just the, the kind of the fact that we were all getting very stuck and a little bit kind of bored and fed up. Like, the collectiveness of it, and especially in that first lockdown, yes. there was a
0: real strength in that collective experience, wasn't there? Yeah, absolutely. And it was so weird being on social media and just thinking every single person is in the same position right now yes okay there might be someone like you know the owner of amazon he's doing really well but actually he's still down you know he's still locked down we're all still can't leave the house (laughs) so what (laughs) we've all been told that we have to stop like literally the world you all need to stop and and i think what i loved seeing and, and reading and hearing when I was looking on social media were all the families that got to be together with their children they're not rushing out for work in the morning they're all having breakfast together or they're all having dinner together or they're homeschooling and I think for children especially I've got seven nieces and nephews I think this year's probably been fantastic for them because they've actually got to spend time with their family you know and really be together I know that unfortunately there are some families and some children that probably haven't had that luxury and it's been very difficult for them but I think you know, just us all being able to be together as a family. And like I said, stop and reflect is so important because with the world constantly rushing, especially London and UK, we're constantly doing something. We actually never get a minute to stop. So the fact that we were all forced to stop, I think um, I'm hoping that a lot of positive has come out of it.
1: What came out of it for you then? Because like you said, you you were obviously always travelling, busy, 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 very hectic career. Mm -hmm. What did you find that any... like good insights about yourself came out from this forced period of reflection
0: oh yes I felt and I realized actually that I'm very I knew I had some insecurities but I realized that I was very insecure and what I would do is just throw myself into work and just focus on career and not look at the things that I was insecure about so I really look
3: at myself yeah so like work work is a sort of a displacement for you without for a doubt. when you don't want to have to think about how you actually are feeling about any given thing yeah and if I, I ask have... how, how how your kind of your sense of insecurity so that's quite a hard thing to have to suddenly turn and face how did that manifest what
0: it was when I'd stopped doing my Instagram videos and I realized that if I'm not doing something mm-hmm. there are a lot of things I have within myself that make me very sad um and I would and and even now like I had a day off a couple of weeks ago and I woke up and I was just crying I'm like why am I crying but there are so many things that I've not addressed within myself you know I've not addressed the fact that I'm and and I just want to put this out there I know for a fact I'm not old I'm 33 that's fine but a lot of my friends have been married they've got their kids and in my head I'm like am I wasting my life because all I'm doing is focusing on my career and Mm -hmm. am I ever going to be prepared and and ready to settle down and have a family and stop what I'm doing work-wise and am I going to be a good mum because I know I'm a good auntie but that's because I can give my nieces and nephews back like am I going to be 24 7 and and that's been really playing on my mind because before I met my partner now I was kind of comfortable with the fact that you know what maybe I just won't have kids and it's fine um I can just be a great auntie and, and that's okay as well but since getting with him and realizing actually I do want to have kids it was a real tough moment for me to try and work out do I want to focus on my career or do I want to be a mum and yes I can absolutely Mm -hmm. do both but I really want to be a hands-on mum I really want to be there and bring my children up and with traveling the world all the time it's not that easy you can't do that so at some point something's going to have to give and it was really challenging trying to tackle that and what what am I going to decide to do and even now you know one day I think yep that's it I'm going to be a mum next year I'm going to focus on having a family and then I'm like, well, actually, but I still want to do this and I'm applying for my green card and I now want to, you know, be a realtor. And so all these complications in my mind have made things very difficult. But I guess what I have been taught during this time is that life is too short. No one knows what tomorrow brings. So we just have to live in the moment and, and go with it as and when.
1: So you know, even though it's it's obviously those hard things about life, isn't it? Those kind of confrontational big worries and decisions that you feel. I suppose in a way if Covid hadn't happened you might not have confronted those you might not have thought you might just carried on carried on
0: carried on yeah and eventually you would have had to face it I guess maybe it's just brought it a bit earlier yes absolutely and it is something that's kind of been there niggling at me but you're right I've never faced it head on I've never stopped and taken a minute and really said like what are you running from because you're clearly running from something and what is that and let's tackle that so
3: it was hard to go through but it was a great thing that I did. Yeah. Ask. That is a hard thing to have to face and I think you know the the questions that you you've been asking yourself are so linked to who we think we are or who we feel we are mm-hmm. and you know having to face the idea that we might need to change our sense of who we are a bit and you know I mean it's quite it, it's it's a very very profound set of questions. Yeah. And I guess I wonder therefore was it helpful to you because Quite I think quite a lot of people, as you said, were sort of forced into this period of self reflection did it did that help you knowing that other people were also asking themselves some massive massive life questions as a result of all of this?
0: Yes, definitely, okay. and I think because not in a selfish way, but it's just good to know that, like you said, everyone's in the same boat, everyone's mm. a minute to reflect everyone's feeling the same way overall it might be a different topic or a different question but we're all feeling something and even if it took three months to feel it or three days you know some people struggled the minute we went into lockdown some people were fine until the last part of lockdown some people fight people were fine until lockdown too but yes. at some point we are all going to feel something and that, that's okay it's okay like the whole world is in the pandemic it's okay if we're not making money right now, it's okay if we're questioning ourselves right now or we're questioning, questioning our life choices right now. And that's absolutely fine as long as we can try and learn from it and grow from it and move forward and be better because of it.
1: What I have thought actually that we've, everything's changed. So many things have happened and changed because of this. But one of the things that I think actually has been really nice is that increased honesty, Mm. Uh, it's everyone's been forced into yeah and even something as simple as having to work from home if you're you know in that kind of office type job m- many people are having that Situation where everyone is in their homes, and you kind of get this sense of the real person, don't yeah. you? Right, because like, we all put on a front when we go into work. Whatever that front is, we're we're putting on a little bit of a, an armour, you know, to to present ourselves. When someone can see directly into your home mm. and see the person you are, I mm. think it, it brings that level of humanity a bit more forward, doesn't it? And I yeah. think that honesty about it's okay to to talk about your kids and and if you you know if you're busy at work and say oh I've got to go and pick them up now whereas before we might have pretended mm. we didn't have those pressures or it's okay to talk about I'm having a really shit day or I'm yeah. a bit stressed today I think it has brought a, a
0: nice honesty to the fore have you found that yeah definitely it's humbled us without a doubt and I think mm. even little things like when I first started during lockdown doing zooms I used to always make sure I had a full face of makeup on so I was ready to go look presentable now I'm like ah, oh, they can take me or leave me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.
3: yeah 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 the, the slow the, the gradual easing of standards which may yeah. not be a bad thing I mean mm-hmm. that's you know obviously because we started this this podcast during during lockdown in response to um just how stressed people were and how You know, and and in response to that level of honesty that people weren't, didn't feel they had to pretend they weren't Mm. uh, or that it was so intense that actually there was no hiding from it anyway. You know, you just you just couldn't get away from the fact that people were really, really worried. And, you know, it's it's been incredibly revealing. And I suppose, you know, I wonder if that honesty and that transparency around how we feel, I hope, will continue past you know into whatever the future holds and I'm I'm wondering what you feel or think or hope you might carry with you from from all of this deep reflection
0: um I think what I'll carry is um is just like you said being honest being open and being okay with being raw and authentically myself you know you you may have seen me on on some of my shows with the place yeah. in the- I've got big hair, big red yeah. color, bright colours.
3: Yeah, and you I look amazing.
0: <laughs> <one> thing, <I laughs> you do, do. you I do. You do. Like, a lot of that is because I would use the colour and the big and the bright to hide who I was because I was always quite shy and insecure. Whereas now, you know, I've got my braids. I'm comfortable with my yeah. braids. i comfortable yeah. seeing me naturally. Yeah, something that I really want to continue past this is not having to put on the show. I am who I am. Yeah. I'm happy with that and I would like to think that you'd accept me in that way. And if you don't, then that's fine, you know, but that yeah. doesn't any lesser of a person and I don't have to show off and make you like me. I know exactly who I am now and I'm comfortable with that.
3: And that's a very big thing for somebody who does your job mm. to, to to it's a very big shift for you to have to make to go, actually, you know, I don't I'm I'm feeling less pressure to put on this this polished exterior. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a big step as well. And
0: and even, like, going out doing um, A Place in the Sun and my dream derelict home in the sun that I'm filming during this time, normally, like I said, I'd have big hair and everything, and I've just gone for plain straight braids, hair, natural, natural makeup. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm still in my bright colours and everything, but initially I remember saying to my boyfriend, oh, babe, I don't know if I can do this. I want my big curly wigs. I want all of it. it. (laughs) Because
3: it's like armour, right? It's, it's, Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like all other, you know, it's my costume, so to speak. It's like I'm yeah. going on stage and performing. So now it's very much this is me and I'm comfortable in that. And it's actually helped me as a presenter. I've, I've already seen how much I've grown during the last few months. Really? Yeah. It's That's incredible. interesting. It's so strange, but... I feel like I've grown, and even one of the camera guys that I worked with, kind of this time last year, I've been working with him. He's like, Scarlett you've grown so much as a presenter." So I said, "Oh wow, thank you. That's really nice to hear." And and it's because I'm so comfortable in myself. I'm not thinking about how do I look on camera, and you know, are they going to like what I'm saying, and are they going to respond well to me. I'm just myself now and it's so easy and it makes presenting so much easier. I'm a bit goofy and I like to make jokes and I'm t- totally doing that and it works and it's fine because that's who I am naturally.
1: Yeah, and, and that and that will come across, I'm sure. Yeah. Um that's that's a am- mate that's an incredible yeah. shift, like like Lucy said. Mm. Um so in terms of when you were able to start back working, um, and like you said, you've been there now since September. Um, how had going through the first lockdown and and all this sort of period, how did you then feel about returning to work? Was it, was it just pure joy and excitement or, or had you kind of changed your approach a little bit to thinking about, okay, here we go again now?
0: Um, it was a weird one, actually. I didn't want to go back. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, it was so weird. I got so comfortable, actually being you know in a family setting being with my partner mm. being a wife so to speak being an auntie sometimes if I could see the, my niece and nephews even if it was from afar I was so comfortable in that that I was like oh the minute I go back to work I'm worried that I'm going to go back to that career woman that's just going to focus mm. on career, career career um obviously I was excited to get back and 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 get out on the road but it was Funny that at the start I just wanted to get to work. I just wanted to get back to work, and then by the end, when I, it was time to get back to work, I was like, "Oh, do I have to go back?" Because I'm actually quite enjoying not doing anything, so to speak, in a way. But the minute, obviously, the minute I jumped on that flight and I was back out, it was great, and it felt like home from home. Um, and it was it was really nice working with teams again, people that work yeah. within the bubble. It was really nice meeting couples again that had realized during lockdown that if they don't do it now when are they ever going to do it you know yeah. we, were, mm. we always wanted to have a holiday home we waited so long this year has shown us that we don't know what's around the corner so we're going to live our lives and we're going to go out and do it and that was great and that's the one thing about a place in the sun not the one thing but one of the things about the place in the sun is it is very positive and upbeat yeah. and it, there were reruns constantly going on during lockdown i'd get messages all the time from people saying oh thank you you know you're brightening up our day and not just because of the sunshine yes that helps and seeing really nice scenery but seeing people actually taking that risk so to speak and going out and looking for a holiday home that will change their lives um I,
1: I think it's it's you're absolutely right home has become such an important thing
3: mm. yeah does it do you get the sense that people are looking for something a little bit different than they were pre-COVID?
0: Yeah, I do. I do think so. I think people are looking for the lifestyle that they know they can have, but have probably beforehand been too scared to actually go and seek. And I think, you know, for me, I do property development in the UK. But when I'm out in Spain and in Europe, the prices, property prices are so cheap. And you just think, I'm two hours away from you and we mentioned earlier like it was minus one degrees last night and here I'm not sure the temperature but now it's what 17 18 degrees and it's only two hours it could take me two hours to get from North London to South London
3: yeah <laughs> yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, yes on a good day yeah exactly on a good day, <laughs> a good day. yeah.
0: yeah be somewhere right on the coast on the beach sangria in hand why not
3: why not do it
2: yeah. So, okay. You make
3: a very compelling argument, Scarlett. I have to say, I'm now <laughs> sitting and going, what am I doing? <laughs> and you know what? I had a show on. It was out,
0: um, a couple of weeks ago. And this lady came on the show with her friend. She was buying somewhere for her and her mum. But she came on with her friend because her mum was away and couldn't make it. And she got the most incredible one-bedroom apartment in this complex called the Vineyard Resort in Bulgaria. And it was £20,500 she got this place for. It what? Was furnished? Um, there are three communal pools on site, oh restaurants, bars, gym, <laughs> spa, supermarket, and a bus that will take you down to the beach. Right. Yeah. Everything. Right. Everything there you, you know. could want. Right. Everything you could possibly want. So there since you know. I've had a few people message me like, "Oh, we can't even get to Bulgaria, but we've found the um, the resort. We've looked online and we bought somewhere in that in that same complex. Wow.
3: So because so, it, it's so it sounds like I mean people are sort of very much." Um, Crystallised in their thinking, haven't they? They've yep. just gone right, and 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 it sounds like become potentially increasingly decisive. Yes, I think that's there's none impressive. of
0: this. Yeah, there's no All oh, should we yeah.
3: do? You know what? Why not? What have yeah. we got to lose? Life is just yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I think that's a very. I'm I'm very curious to see how that's going to pan out in the next couple of years. You know how we're all going to take this really, you know powerful experience the fact that life is too, really too short and we can't control that much of it and all that stuff and how that's gonna change us in the next couple of years because I you know it, it feels like such a big thing that we've all been through that you can't just switch back but it's just and it's not over yet Lucy and it's not over yet and and we don't know what we're switching to though I think that's and exactly. I think that's the thing so I mean I and I guess for you you know you've had a chance to think about what you want yeah you know what you want it to switch to how you want to drive this for yeah, yourself
0: exactly. And it's also made me realise I'm a big family person anyway and I love my family and friends, but mm. it's made me realise how much we need to value those around us, especially those that are getting older. I think earlier yes. you asked me what one of my main worries were, and I guess if anything, it was my mum and dad, because they're in the vulnerable position of of you know being of a certain age, of having high blood pressure, diabetes you know, high cholesterol, all of those things. You make sure oh, you know yeah. that if mum and dad get something, you know, are they going to go down? And they both had a bit of a cold the other day and I'm over here and I'm thinking, I hope nothing happens. They're fine. They're absolutely fine now. Yeah. But these are the things that I think, if anything, I was worrying about. And these are the things that make me realise, if we can, let's embrace our elders and let's embrace everyone around us because I've lost a few people this year, like friends, have lost their dads, have lost their mums, family members. Yeah. So what can we do to make sure we've spent as much time with those people as possible or as much happy memories, how many happy memories yeah. do we make, even if we pick up and call our mum once a day or every other day or call the dad or send a text, you know. Having thinking about all this change that you've gone through this year, definitely,
1: like, obviously, that has been crystallised through lockdown and having these realisations about who you want to be and in, and the sort of life you want to lead... How do you see yourself now going into next year? What do you do you, are you gonna make the same kind of promises to yourself or are you gonna have a different approach? What do you think?
0: I think next year I'm definitely gonna take less bullshit. That's that's <laughs> for <sure. laughs> I that from this year. Um, I will be speaking up a lot more, that's for sure. Um <laughs> and I'm definitely gonna still set goals because I like to work towards things, yeah. but I will be less hard on myself if I can't achieve them for whatever reason. This year, again, you know, I said I had three goals and I've achieved them. Mm. Great. But I might not have been able to achieve them. And before I would have been really upset and depressed and down about that. Whereas next year, if I don't achieve them, it's fine. I can do it the year after or I might have achieved something else. And it's not about the end destination. It's the journey getting there. And if I don't enjoy that route when I get to the end, well, then what's the point? You know?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's such a it's you know, it's so important to kind of engage with the question of what, what a, a well-lived life is for each and every single one of us, not kind of, and not what does it look like, but how does it feel? Mm. You know, how yeah. how do we experience it? What's the felt experience of all of that? And it's such a, you know, it, it's such a fundamental question when we think about our own well-being and our own happiness. And mm. it's such a, and it's a question that, you know, as you pointed out, Scarlett, that, you know, we very often don't even get the chance to ask or think about. No, exactly. And that's the one thing I'm not the
0: one thing again, I keep saying the one thing, but one of the things I'm grateful for with my partner is he remembers everything. So we went on tour together years ago and he was like, Do you remember this? And when we went to Singapore and that and this. And I'm like, How do you remember all that? Because <laughs> he genuinely enjoys the journey. He really takes the life. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, on that tour, I was probably thinking, What's my next job? And then what am going to So I've really learned from him actually you know take a minute I've been around Spain and Italy and France over the last three four months I've taken in the coastline I've taken in where I'm driving to where I've been and when I've been doing the show before I don't know how to get to one part of this part of Spain to that part so I don't even know where it is I'm thinking oh maybe Valencia is down there and this other but now I really know the coastline of Spain because I've taken it in I'm driving and I'm looking around and I'm exploring places and I'm enjoying the journey as opposed to, right, I've got to get this episode finished and then I've got next episode. And then what am I going to be doing after that? So enjoying the journey more than anything is something that I'll be doing next year for sure.
3: Oh, that's fantastic.
1: That yeah. is that is really that's for all of us, isn't it? That's that's the one a, a really important thing that we all can take yeah. and use in our own lives. Um and that is actually something that even even if we're, you know, not abroad and stuff, we've all had to kind of look a bit closer to find those little bits of joy, yeah. haven't we? Yeah. You know, uh, even if it's just going out for a walk, um, you know, around your local area or yeah. picking up a takeaway coffee after yeah. not being able to get a takeaway coffee for a long time, those little things have become more enjoyable because we've
0: appreciated them. And yeah. I guess you've had the same experience, haven't you? Definitely. And even walking around... When I could go out my one walk a day, I'd be like, oh, I didn't even know that was there. And I've lived there for like 33 years. I didn't even know that that was around the corner. I'd I'd never recognised that house or I love that person's garden. And you really take things in. And these are things that you just blindly walk past every day. But when you actually take a minute to absorb it all, you, you just see how lucky we are and how beautiful the world is around us and that we need to make the most of that.
1: Definitely. Oh, Scarlett, Scarlet. that is just so good. Thank you. I think that's a perfect point to to wrap up. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think you've you've uh, you've got some incredible insights. It feels like you've been on such a journey of discovery. Yeah. This year, um, and I love I love your approach to to what's to come because, like you, said, you know, like we know, there is no guarantees about what the next year or even six months is going to look like. Mm-hmm. So we've got to just Make the best of things and enjoy the journey that we can. Really, haven't we?
0: Yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. And whether that's keeping a diary or, like um, I said, around as you're walking
3: somewhere or driving somewhere, just enjoy that
0: journey without a doubt.
3: Yeah. Well, thank you, Scarlett. It's been fantastic talking to you. That's you know there's so much in there. Thank you. Yeah, uh, no, it's been great. It's been enjoy. Great. Been enjoy, your enjoy your warm sunny day. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs>
0: Talking about everything and and putting it into context. So thank you, you've helped me as well with that.
3: Oh, you're oh nice
0: pleasure, good pleasure.
1: Well, we can't wait to see you on telly very soon. Yeah, Yeah.
3: all right, take care, Scarlett. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to How to Cope with Becky Howard and Lucy Clyde. If you enjoyed our podcast, please leave a review, like, and subscribe. It makes a huge difference and we really appreciate it. The music is Cold Funk by Kevin McLeod and used under a Creative Commons license. You can follow us on Twitter too at cope underscore podcast. Thanks again and check in soon for the next episode of How to Cope.